What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Lennon here today on another podcast. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things that happened within the week, uh, especially within PlayStation, as Wednesday happened to have been PlayStation's PlayStation Showcase. It happened to showcase a lot of games that's coming up, and if they haven't already been announced, but games that's coming out into the later future, as well as PlayStation's other accessories that's been announced as well, which can bring a little bit of some eyebrows and some other speculations. As well as we can get a dive into some sports with the NBA, as in the, well, Western Conference, uh, there's been some brooms and some sweeping, as well as the Eastern Conference that's surprisingly still going on right now, depending on how you see it, seeing as to how the start of it was going. And uh, there might be a change as we continue within their conference playoffs. But begin, we're going to start with PlayStation. With PlayStation, happen to have the showcase. There was a lot of games that happened to come out there. It was about at least an hour and maybe 30 minutes, maybe 15. Um, but it was a big showcase, but it was well worth it. Um, as seen as the fact that, again, around the corner, we have in the summer of games because of June. And normally we start having a lot of announcements between, well, if E3 was still around as we been talking about this for a minute uh there would have been a lot of games that would have been announced not saying playstation would have been there because playstation has been in e3 since 2018 so they would have still had nintendo and ea stuff and etc so we'll see how that goes but for right now playstation this is their way of starting off the whole summer of games because they had some big shoes to fill um but again we had some games that was announced you know there's a game called fair games Fair games, you know, of course, you know, the whole catchphrase of just saying fair game, but now you got games, which from looking at the trailer, it looks like, you know, a couple people more or less kind of just, you know, stealing from the rich, kind of just going in there, not saying tagging, but it's more or less trying to go into these buildings, going against the ops and trying to get what they need and get out type of thing. So it looks like a pretty interesting game to look into as well but it's coming out for the ps5 and the pc um there was another one that came out which was sort of the c which to me when i saw this game it it literally has the inspirations and it actually has the people that worked on journey that's kind of the first game that came to mind was journey and sure enough it's the people that worked on journey so if you love that game this game here oh <laughs> you already know i like this game already for one particular reason it has the vibes of skateboarding or you could say surfing or you can say hoverboard which technically in this case it's well hoverboarding <laughs> it doesn't have any wheels but the person the individual that's on it it's like you're in this open map area kind of like journey and there's like these sand ruins and whatnot <clears throat> excuse me and you're traveling around in the area just surfing through the area. I mean, just sand hovering over that, other terrains and everything like that. And I'm like, interesting, but it's called Sword of the Sea. So I'm really curious as they, of course, get more details and more gameplay going down around the horizon, what this game is entailed. Cause I'm, I'm intrigued by the gameplay. Like this game, like you'd be here for hours. You'd just be lost in days into this game. Like, I, I like the vibe from it so far. So definitely check out that one as well if you haven't seen that trailer or we forgot about it. Um, there was also a Helldivers. Um, it's pretty much a um, another game, like a top shooter game. Um, so it's one of those games that you will be playing 
kind of more or less with other people within the area um it looks like you just have like kind of more or less like you know you're shooting around other people shooting around other villains around the area kind of reminds you uh when I say Paragon, no, I wouldn't say Paragon, but you're just facing against these other monsters in a group, in a group and you're just defeating them, basically. That's what that is. So I found that very interesting as well. So that's a that's a cop. That's a cop, too, as well. As well as when you look into the um, the Immortals Avon, uh, Venom, should I say, um, it's kind of, it looks like more or less of a gameplay from um, EA is actually one of EA's original games that was up there as well. Um, it's supposed to come out on July 20th for the PS5, as, as mentioned, as well as for PC. And uh, yeah, it's like a first party game, shooting game, where you just have an attacks and whatnot too. Kind of kind of reminds you a little bit of like Overwatch, <clears throat> excuse me, depending on which character you can play with a little bit and just start making up like enhancements and everything like that too, and you're battling with them. So uh, that's kind of how I see it as, but you're just journeying through these different temples and other platforms and everything too. So it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool to see. I mean, you do a lot of summons and everything too. So never heard of the game. This is the first time they talk about it, but this game looks pretty cool. Now you have Phantom Blade Zero. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I mean, I think this one out of maybe a couple that was in here that I had to replay so many times just because I held dope. <laughs> How dope this game looks. All right, Phantom Blade Zero. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please look back at that trailer. If any trailers, look back at that one because I'm telling you, you know, it's a game that has no release date yet, but I don't know the protagonist's name and everything like that. But when you look at this game, it's kind of like a cross of Sekiro and uh, Ghost of Tsushima kind of gameplay style. And the parries, the blocks, the sword slashes, how, and, and we're not talking slow sword slashes, like this is like an Elden Ring kind of game, which kind of gives a little little a little sprinkle of Elden Ring in here because of the, the boss characters that come out, like the gigantic characters that you're going against. But my goodness, the gameplay is against like the other regular enemies like enemies of like around your your size type of thing dude <laughs> the gameplay of that the sword slash and the blocks it's like you're watching an actual kung fu movie that's literally what this looks like and i'm just like any kind of samurai swordsman movie that you could think of you 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 literally are playing that in this game and it's so clean and even you have the wall running too you could do that i'm like bro they could get you entered Naruto on. <laughs> I'm like, yo. I, I was ex I was ecstatic for this game. And I'm like, yo, this is a day one guarantee type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, all they really showed us was just gameplay. They didn't really show us like the button inputs and everything. So I'm kind of curious if anybody else is curious about how the gameplay, like button inputs, like what kind of buttons are we pressing to go this fast? <laughs> <laughs> with the sword slashing like you can do um, I mean like literally it was clean the person got no damage whatsoever it was it was top-notch I loved every single second of that entire trailer from that it was so clean so clean I, I just I'm curious about what other weapons can you pull off you know what I'm saying but man that that is so dope 
That is so dope. It, it, it's kind of, and again, you can look at it as pretty much more or less like a hack and slash game, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, but it's clean. <laughs> it's clean. So, but Phantom Blade Zero, definitely put that up on your list there to look at as well. Uh, they have the Talos Principle 2. Um, it's another game that um, I guess they had the first one that came out back in 2014. I never had a chance to actually play it. I've seen gameplay of it, but it looks pretty cool too as well. But it's more or less, again, a puzzle game too, which is very good as well. I like some puzzle games. But, um, it, it, you know, definitely open world, different maps and everything like that too. If you haven't played the first one, definitely try to play that one. At least you got time until this game is coming out. But it's supposed to come out this year. So hopefully you have a copy of it and you can probably play it as well for that game. Uh, Neva is an interesting game. Um, um, it's by Giant Squid. Um, and it looks breathtaking. I mean, the artwork and everything like that, the 2D and the paint of everything from the game looks beautiful. Um, it's like a swords person and a white wolf and um, and by the way it has antlers at first I just thought the wolf was hiding behind trees Because <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's just maybe behind behind trees. No, it actually has antlers that look like trees. So <laughs> um, But um, it looks like it's just they're just going on this like quest and whatnot, which is pretty sweet and um, Yeah You know in, in this interesting 2d paint looking kind of um, motion of a game and it's not really much you can kind of see from the gameplay I mean you just see a little bit of more or less <clears throat> excuse me the sword sword person and the white wolf kind of coexisting with each other as they're going against like this dark space of different villains and whatnot but it's interesting though it's a very interesting looking color scheme of a game definitely look at that too as well foam stars <laughs> Foam Stars. Well, Foam Stars from the Jump Street, I'm just gonna say it. Everybody probably is feeling the same way from this. First of all, shout out to Square Enix. Y'all make some great games. <laughs> but I'm just gonna speak for the whole entire choir when I say that Foam Stars is nothing more it looks like to me. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna play this too, trust and believe. But it's like a different version of Splatoon. All right, <laughs> it's a different version of Splatoon. It's it literally the like maybe within the first five seconds of gameplay, if not less. I'm looking at this like, oh, it's basically Splatoon. It's it's pretty sick though. I mean, the settings though, and of course, not in a more squid-looking, cartoonish kind of look look like. I mean, the characters look dope. Got some dope style to it, but it's like, imagine you were in a street and it's like, okay, you guys gonna have like a like a paintball fight or a balloon water balloon fight well this is kind of like that but with soap <laughs> so it's it's pretty sick i mean it's more or less i guess you know you're on a team separate teams and you're marking your territory i guess with soap everywhere i guess and trying to defeat the ops but also you can surf through these as well which makes sense i guess right like literally somebody actually busts out a surfboard and you can actually move around with it and that's pretty sick but it's just like this whole gigantic arena and all you see is just a bunch of soap whether it's blue pink yellow orange green it's all over the place but it's like that's pretty cool it's pretty massive so yeah definitely colorful that's for sure right so we can already automatically assume that this game is definitely going to be an esports game <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I can already call this game out as what it is. Foam Stars. That looks pretty sick. Um, it's kind of interesting that Square Enix actually worked on this game like that. I mean, do I take it from the fact that Square Enix could work on games like this? I, I mean, kind of, maybe, sort of. It, it, it really depends. I don't know. Um, I know we've always been used to them, of course, with Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and other games, too, that they worked on other than Kingdom Hearts and some other ones. But but those, and, and, and I guess how we say this is the fact that they always worked on um, role-playing games, right? Um, here, let's be real, that's not role-playing. <laughs> that's not role-playing at all. So that's pretty cool. That's that's interesting. They, you know, I don't know how many games I'm trying to look through the lineage of Square Enix games that they've been developed. I'm trying to think of one, but I'm drawing a blank. Exactly what game they worked on that wasn't like this type of like this kind of gameplay style. Because I'm I'm here for it. It's pretty dope. But you can't help and feel like it's just like oh yeah, it's just like another version of it. Like you had a team of people to say hey, how can we make a game that's like arena based game with maybe five on five and it's like a shoot em up because we got a bunch of those right you got apex you got your valorant you got etc etc and so forth right but how can we make it different but yet cool and colorful let's do foam like paint like they did with splatoon but we're gonna make it better <laughs> so there was no um release date on it yet <clears throat> excuse me phew um yeah there was no release date on it yet to my knowledge um, but it is coming out for the PS5 and PS4, um, which you have some of these games up here that have that still the PS4 game coming out, you know what I'm saying? People still mad about it, but I'm looking like they're just giving out two different options. You don't have to get it for the PS4, <laughs> all right? You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it is crazy still that this is, what, year three of this system pretty much coming out, and it's still hard to find, but... Anyway, we already talked about that. <laughs> so, yep. Um, they have this Plucky Squire game. Um, definitely kind of like the art style. Kind of reminds me of a little bit, like the character looks. Kind of reminds me of, uh, was it Captain Underpants type of look from like the storybook art and whatnot. The cartoonish look to it. Because it looks like the character's popping out from like a storybook and like 2D world type of thing. And then they hop into a 3D world where they're kind of almost doing the same thing they were doing in the 2d sense but you know now 3d so it's almost like with legend of zelda uh link's awakening kind of thing how that used to be 2d and they somehow magically put that 3d but link's awakening was still in a sense of like a 2d type of format even though it was all three-dimensional because this one here you kind of go in more than just from a 2d perspective you can go from a 3d perspective as well meaning from the screen so that's pretty cool, but that's coming out for pretty much all the different uh, platforms. That being also included PS5. So uh, Teardown, Teardown kind of reminds you of something that you could pretty much build like Minecraft um, and other simulations as well, where you just you know putting these blocks together, you putting these cars together, you getting this building, you tearing stuff apart all that jazz <laughs> it's pretty cool or situational things where you have to build a boat and get to a certain point a to point b and everything like that it was funny because it even had a giant ps5 crash down <laughs> so um it was it was pretty sick um yeah 
It's interesting. That's that's kind of how teardown is described to me for Minecraft. And then they had an announcement that I didn't think this was gonna happen either. But since we're in this world nowadays of remakes, they happen to make an announcement from Konami. Yeah, that there is a remake of Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. I'm like, what? Because when you first saw the trailer, it was looking like, hmm, okay, I see um, I see a bug, and then I'm seeing like this, you know, crocodile, and I see this snake coming out of nowhere, just you know, basically whipping butt <laughs> on the on the croc. I was like, dang. And then all of a sudden, you just pan in, and you see this person come hiding from the shadows. I'm like, oh, it's Snake? What? And then next thing you know, it's a remake. Also, they mentioned uh, also to the three of the first games of Metal Gear Solid also is coming out too as well. Basically, a HD release of it. Um, so they were showing that off a little bit. Uh, Towers of Gasba, if I pronounced that correctly. And um, that one uh, looks like more or less just like a traveling around the world. Um, you know, you meet up with some you know animals and creature-like area and world. You know, I guess the description of it is like space whales type of thing. Um, but you're kind of around like the sea area and you're battling against these other beasts and whatnot too. It's kind of like coming from a third person perspective, battling and everything too. You guys to travel around, fly in the skies using some of the animals and stuff. It's, it looks pretty cool, like prehistoric, but not too entirely prehistoric. So, but it's, it's a pretty interesting looking game though. So as you, you know, wander around the area itself too, just to figure it out. But um, yeah, this it looks pretty sick. It looks, it looks pretty sick. So definitely look at that. And then uh, they talked about um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah, baby. That game is coming out on October 12th. Um, Ubisoft announced it during this showcase. And I was like, yes. Um, so this is actually, again, this is taking place before um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And um, he actually stars around Bassem. And of course, you know, with Assassin's Creed, you know, the game is so sick. Between, you know, going in there, you know, <laughs> catch people by surprise, walking around. And plus, a lot of times with Assassin's Creed, the worlds will be looking so beautiful. Literally, it looks so beautiful with it, too. So it looks pretty cool, and the gameplay obviously is always clean. So I'm definitely looking forward to that, too, as well. Uh, of course, they showed off Final Fantasy 16. Um, so they were showing more of the story trailer of the game and just everything about it in terms of the different summons that other ones guess it basically guess it take control of and everything in between really just kind of describe what's going on with it. It's called like the Salvation Launch Trailer is what that is. But the release date for it, of course, is still June 22nd. And it's being released worldwide. Uh, so that's definitely day one to pick up as well for that game. The gameplay looks so solid as well too and clean. At least we're still getting more stuff because there was a time when we were getting nothing from that game. Um, it, it just It's so sick though. <laughs> it's so sick. I mean with the creatures, the whole entire lore of the entire Final Fantasy 16 type of world style and everything too with it. The gameplay looks cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it looks really solid. Good good pacing, it looks like, to me, at least. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that. 
Um, I just still find it very unique is the fact that they get to take Realm of the Summons, right? Like Ifrit, for instance, like, oh, snap, you can take that, or Ramu. I was like, what? So that's pretty interesting, because, you know, obviously back then, for summons, you just do that separately, right? And I'm like, dude, they come out there, and a lot of times, there's been times I desperately needed them. <laughs> and they came in in the clutch. I was like, yes! As I'm sitting back there, like, yes, beat them up. <laughs> beat them up. Beat them up. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's cool. It's cool. So definitely taking a different twist with Final Fantasy with that one. Um, Alan Wake 2 was another game as well that's coming out. That's coming out on October 17th. Um, the first one, which was interesting because the first one actually came up to came out back in 2010. So yeah, you haven't had like another Alan Wake until since 2010, from what I've gathered. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. And so, yeah. So it follows that storyline as well. I haven't played it at all. Uh, I never heard of it at, at the time. I guess I heard of it, but never followed much more after that. But I guess, what, 13 years later, they said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's make another game of it. So, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And then we have Revenant Hill. Revenant Hill looks like a game. It's just like one of those, I don't know. It has an interesting art style to it. Um, 2D art sprite of it. You know, they're walking around the area, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, it's more or less just a teaser of it, though, but it's not really showing much of it, but the art style is there, so there's nothing more really information-wise from it, but that was the game that was announced from that, was Revenant Hill, so if you like what you saw from that, you know, look of it, then I guess you gotta stay tuned for it as well. Um, the other game that came out too is Dragon's Dogma 2, which is, um, looks like a game that's more or less, you know, probably more or less an RPG kind of style of gameplay, going against different beasts, villains, lots of dragons, so hence the title for it. Um, I never played the first one, sounds like to me that this is obviously the second one, but um, this looks pretty sweet, looks pretty sick indeed, so this is coming from Capcom. And speaking of Capcom, they happen to show off Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 happened to show off um, their story trailer, which has your character looking like it's kind of getting trained with the other characters or interacting with the other characters in Street Fighter. So that's another thing as well, too. They were showing that off. As that game is coming out next week, day one, you know your boy is there. They also showed off Resident Evil 4 VR mode. There is no release date for it, but they were showing that off a little bit with that. Uh, Marathon is um, basically a new game by Bungie. It's another colorful shooting game, though. But um, but I guess <laughs> here's, a, here's an interesting tidbit for y'all. And I had to look this one up because I never heard of it. And I was like, I guess this game was eventually was published back in 1994 on the PC of Mac. I'm like, what? Which kind of makes sense, because even when you look at the trailer, for, or the trailer of it, and you see like the little AIs and all that stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't tie two and two together, but it was kind of giving me some, you know, some old kind of techie kind of feel from it a little bit. I don't know if it was just me, but I didn't think that was because of that reason. I mean, obviously this is probably wholly different because of what this game is talking about here but um but yeah 
Um, Bungie, yes. <laughs> Acquired by PlayStation. Okay, yeah. Flex. Flex on them. But it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do with this game. Um, but it's supposed to be a shooting game for the game system. So, uh, yeah. Definitely stay tuned for that game and hear any more announcements from there, too, as well. That'd be pretty sick. Um, they also showed off a couple more other VR games, too. <clears throat> they showed off, what was it? Um, like a Saber. The Beat, Beat Saber. Um, which was, just, again, they showed off like Queen was supposed to be one of the music uh, pieces to be in there as well if you happen to get the VR. And this was specifically for the VR 2, which is 500 some bucks if you're willing to pay for that right at this moment in time frame. But they were, <clears throat> excuse me, showing that off a little bit. And, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. So they had Concord. And um, they didn't really give us much gameplay and stuff like that, but it's just an announcement. So take it for what it is. Gran Turismo was also shown off, but not as a game, but as a movie. Um, which is kind of interesting because I was trying to understand the concept of them trying to do Gran Turismo other than the obvious saying that it's a racing um, movie. Um, which in hindsight it is, but it's saying it's based on a true story and um it's coming in august but yeah yeah so there's gonna be some cool cars cool gameplay and whatnot because you know yeah <laughs> it's gonna be pretty sick so they showed that off a little bit and uh yeah i think uh and then they had ghost runner um i haven't played this one before though but this one kind of makes me want to go and play the first one because this game looks sick <laughs> Um, very sick indeed as well too so um, definitely the first party game kind of thing it kind of reminds me of playing as like genji uh from overwatch as well with the swords and everything like that so that's coming out within this year so um yeah yeah looking looking forward to that one and then the crim de la crim of it all the game that we probably projected that was going to be shown off on this trailer as well and that is nothing more than Wolverine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that is, uh, which by the way, was not shown here, by the way. Uh, no, it's the other game that's part of Wolverine. Insomniac. Spider-Man 2. Now, <clears throat> we pretty much happened to show it off. Um, yeah, that, uh, that was the last of the games that was announced there was Spider-Man 2 showing that off. Um, Craven the Hunter, he is pretty much the big bad guy of it. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of about it. <laughs> they, they showed him off a little bit in the beginning, and then they just cut right into the gameplay of Peter in the symbiote. <coughs> Excuse me. In the symbiote of the, um, of the whole entire Venom-like symbiote suit. And it's pretty cool. I mean, again, if you play the first game of Spider-Man, um, you know, of course, you still have a little bit of the gadgets and the gameplay that was already solid there as well, and especially with Miles and his gadgets and his camouflage and his electrical powers. It was pretty interesting taking this take for Peter and his gameplay with the symbiote. I'm like, dang. But you can kind of hear it a little bit just as the characteristic of Venom. <clears throat> Excuse me. The... Um, the whole kind of, I guess, like, you know, you hear him, like, kind of sound angry and whatnot. 
which it, it kind of builds up a little bit. So I was like, huh, interesting. Like right out of the gate, wherever wherever Cena's was in the game, now Peter happens to have control of Venom or the symbiote suit. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. You see some of that gameplay, you know, it's it's sick. <clears throat> And then they switched over to Miles, and I was like, oh, snap. And they both can actually have, like, these web little gliders, too, just like they had in, like, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, whew, man, it's going to be sick. <laughs> it's going to be so sick. And it was. The gameplay was super sick. And it was to the point where they basically were tag-teaming with each other against the villains. Um, the storyline with it. <clears throat> Even them chasing down the, um, the hunters and everybody else on the boats, taking him out of the boat, and Miles running from his life from this gigantic beast. <laughs> it was dope. It was really dope. So I'm, I'm curious about that, and he's showing a little bit of storyline, and of course, you know, Miles and Genki was talking about it. It was like, yeah, Peter don't sound like himself. I'm like, yeah, he never sounds like that. <clears throat> well, a friend of mine, shout out to him, brought up a fact that, which we can kind of see that from this game, that... We could probably see Miles going against Peter just because of this control of the symbiote suit. Not saying Peter can't, but you know, we—it's not like we haven't seen these movies and comics before that tell us otherwise. <coughs> so yeah, I'm looking and interested in seeing what they're gonna do with this because we all know Venom's gonna be in here, obviously, from the first trailer that was given to us. But this. This is sick. <laughs> this is so super sick, man. I was I was I was geeking out the entire time just looking at this. It's just like, dude. And who doesn't have this? Oh, that's right, Xbox. <laughs> Xbox don't got this. So, but yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. The switching back and forth between the different games of characters between Genki, I mean excuse me, not Genki, but Miles and Peter. So that's gonna be pretty cool pretty cool indeed so <clears throat> the last couple things it wasn't really the last things that they announced but i'll just save these for the last because playstation happened to show off kind of more or less their accessories and they showed off a couple ones one that looks pretty cool and the other one that's like interesting but we're gonna start off with the one that sounds interesting <clears throat> And that is the Project Q, as they call it, which is having your very own remote base plate handheld device. Now, I know <laughs> I said the same thing. Like, we already have the app, right? You know, it took them years to try to master this whole remote play thing between the PSP allowing you to do remote play from the PS3 and then, of course, the PS Vita did. I know I tried, it did not work, it failed. And then they started now developing it to the point that you can download this onto your phone, onto your PC, <clears throat> so that way you can take it wherever you're going, etc. and so forth. I'm kind of curious by what they did in the meeting room, trying to figure out exactly what they were trying to do with this. It's basically an 8-inch screen in the middle, and you have the controller that's basically the DualSense controller. Now... It's nothing different than having your phone 
because literally you're just doing remote play from the PS5 and that's it. It's just solely based upon that. Instead of using it for your phone, <clears throat> you got a designated controller with the dual sense and everything like that. But again, we don't know how, how expensive this is. There's people still having trouble trying to get the system. Is it cool? I won't lie, it's cool, but is it necessary? Again, I can see if they never have remote play on your phone, on your PC, then I can see why it's like, okay, this is not necessary. But the thing is, it's low key to me, no. Um, this is coming from a hardcore PlayStation fan. I, I, I want to get this, this is pretty interesting, but at the same time, if you can play this on your phone, then you also have a controller option, which I think is Backbone, because I've been seeing enough ads about it anyway. In fact, I have one. Um, and you connect it with your phone to play as a controller with the DualSense, or not DualSense, excuse me, with the games that you could play from the PS5 with the Backbone capability for your phone. Then what is the reason for this? <clears throat> Other than the fact that you can have now the DualSense feel of the game as you're playing it on the screen. That's really the only thing I can think of. But it's interesting because this game's coming out, this this actual device is coming out this year. And <clears throat> I was taking some readings, and of course this is kind of like more or less rumor speculation because there hasn't really been announcements in back of all the details and nooks and crannies of it. They're talking about the battery life. And they say the battery life is about, this is just rumored. But it's rumored that it's supposed to be about three to four hours yeah three to four hours <clears throat> three to four hours <laughs> of a battery life that sounds just as if not worse than the game gear when you're only talking to game gear use batteries and they ate those batteries up the battery life did not last that long in the game gear and now you're telling me now you're gonna have a system that does the same thing three to four hours bruh come on now which in hindsight too, <clears throat> just like if you play this on your phone or maybe even your tablet, whichever the case, you are kind of draining your battery even more on top of that too, if you really think about it. Because I had a group discussion with this on the side and a friend of mine, she told me that, you know, the same thing was the battery life, you know, you're, the phone already, you're already eating up a lot of, you know, one, you're talking about memory anyway, right? So it, it could, like I said, this kind of could work both ways, you know? <clears throat> you gotta have some space to make sure you have enough space on your phone to have this app. <clears throat> even though even though you play this on your phone, it's gonna eat up your battery life. Here, you have a separate device, even though the same thing could potentially happen the same way, and you don't know how long you're gonna have the battery life for this system, but you have the DualSense controller attachment and everything to it. That's all cool and all, but I think the biggest thing of it all is coming back down to pricing. Like, for this, one, this ain't no PSP or PS Vita. Sorry, but <laughs> as clear as day, it's definitely not your PSP, PS Vita. People have been asking for another handheld device from them <clears throat> during those glory days that they were doing it. But here, that's, that's nothing more than just basically swapping it out to go to you know from your system to handheld and taking it somewhere else <clears throat> i 
but I can only see this system at best being sold between 100 and 200 bucks. So in other words, 150. Maybe, maybe close to 200, but I can't see this system going any higher than that because you're asking me to pay for this for about 300 plus. I can't. You, you won't get no sales. You know, you're already struggling trying to sell the PSVR 2 already. And, you know, at some point in time, they will have to knock that price down. They got to make sure that price is at a reasonable time frame. You definitely ain't going to get this, this device under 100. That ain't going to happen. I'm thinking at best 150. <clears throat> maybe, if not 200. <clears throat> Anything higher than that? You know, not a lot of people would be buying this because at the end of the day, you have your phone, you have your tablet. That's it. Yeah. Um, that's all I got with that. And that's all they really showed us anyway for that. So <clears throat> that's, that's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So I'm here for it, but I'm going to take that with a grain of salt about it, you know? And then the other one was just headphones. <clears throat> it was just earbuds that you could connect with, you know, your mobile devices and whatnot, but you could also connect to the DualSense. I mean, not, well, DualSense controller, sure, but definitely to the system. Instead of having the headphones, you could just have earbuds. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of basically, basically what that was. So, that, that's, that's about it. <laughs> There's nothing more from that. It's just a bunch of earbuds. So, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of about the whole de la creme of the PlayStation showcase. So as I get the showcase, <clears throat> I, I mean, out of a score of 10, I give it a 9.5. The 0.5 is obviously whatever the heck this was for these accessories. <laughs> Cause I'm saying to myself, um, I don't know some of these things you may need or want, but well, we shall see. We shall see. I love PlayStation to death, but I gotta be critical too. You gotta be critical as consumers. Just ideally, you know, you gotta, you gotta compare and contrast basically which one <clears throat> basically dies faster, right? Your phone or this device? Kind of about it. That's all I see from it. So, uh, but definitely a lot of games, definitely for sure. If you guys haven't had these on your list to get, there, there's some good ones up here, man. Uh, some, I'm still gushing over that Phantom Blade. Phew! That game looks so sick. <laughs> but that's about it for the PlayStation side of it. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit of some things within the NBA and seeing how they are going from there. And we're back. Now on to sports. Uh, <laughs> so with the NBA, we happen to have everything that we pretty much have seen between the Western and the Eastern Conference. Uh, the West, pretty much that was a sleeper. Um, I would have thought that it would have been a little tighter with the Lakers and the Nuggets, but the Nuggets just seemed to just destroy them. And I was telling a friend of mine that, you know, he was he, he was in disbelief that he was hoping and wishing to see the Lakers go over to the, you know, finals. And he's not even a Lakers fan. 
He just wanted to see like something like the Lakers and the Celtics going against each other, right? Well, <clears throat> yeah, well, the Nuggets came in there and just um, pooped on all that dream right there because, I mean, the Lakers did not show up <clears throat> at all. And they all were close games. I mean, between the fourth game, there was 113-111. You had the first, you had the second game, it was like 103-108. to Then you had the one on Saturday, which was 119-108. to So, you know, a couple of them were close games, but at the same time, they basically pulled what the Nets did last year against the Celtics. So... You know, they got swept. And I don't recall if I can remember, at least with LeBron ever getting swept like that. Maybe maybe his earlier years, maybe when he was at the Cavs. I'm not sure on that one. I can't recall. But throughout the years, it, they, it, it'd be a dogfight. And there was no dogfight in here at all. I don't even know. I don't even know. But it was to the point that Yoke, Murray, and the rest of the crew happened to get their own first ever appearance to the finals and it's kind of wild to think about that right especially with the talent that you know they were getting with the nuggets every now and then i mean i remember one time they had camelo and Allen iverson at one point chauncey billups was over there at one point too <clears throat> had a lot of talent and uh well it didn't do much until now they found their niche and this is this is the big time for them now now they just got to sign, seal, and deliver it. You know what I'm saying? Over here with the Heat, though, <laughs> as we were thinking, we were going to see a sweep because Miami Heat not only beat the Celtics not once, but twice at home. And I'm like, boy, that ain't looking right at all. And then they won when they went back to Miami for the first game, and that was 3-0, right? Phew-wee. Mm-mm-mm. But unfortunately, the Celtics somehow woke up a little bit and was like, yeah, we're going to try to win that last game there because we don't want to be blown out in, you know, Miami. Even though, hey, I mean, they could vacation there for a little bit. Uh, they don't want to go down like that. So, so <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> somehow they escaped from there. And it was funny because ESPN happened to have a post of the show, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like in a, in a car escaping from Miami. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> So, eventually, they took that and went to the Celtics, and they did play yesterday. And kind of more or less smacked around the heat. 116-99. Mm. I don't know. Celtics said, yo, we're coming out to revenge here, my boy. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was the fourth game. <clears throat> excuse me. It was the fifth game that was going into the um, one with 110-97. to Got my, got my list all messed up here. I was just jotting them down. <laughs> but to rephrase that, for the fifth game, it was 97 to 110 um, against the Celtics. And Celtics were at home. So I guess, you know, hey, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> And so from that, you know, they happen to win that game. So we'll we'll see what happens here within game six. It's gonna be very interesting. At least it'd be something very interesting for this upcoming weekend. Um, because you know, Miami, you know, they let this one slip by them. You know, sorry enough that you lost at you know your second game at home, but then you lost 
at their home turf. Now it's going back to y'all. Now all you guys got to do is just win this one game, and it's at your home base, right? So <clears throat> they got to wake up a little bit. Now I know Vincent was out. I'm not saying that was a big difference from that. Though he played a lot, he he did contribute a lot for them. But you know, hopefully they can get back into their rhythm and see what they can do here and make some history happen. Because like I said before. Miami's doing something that I probably have never seen in my lifetime where you would see a team, especially in, of course, now with this whole playing tournament thing, definitely know, <laughs> where a team came from that type of environment and went through the ranks. Again, this is the same team that beat the Bucks that were number one seeded, right? Now, I ain't saying the second seeded team would have been no slouch either, but at least hopefully the Celtics knew, hey, they had to kind of wake up a little bit because Miami is coming out here just going through the competition like it's nobody's business um i know shooting wise i know that's the biggest thing for celtics right now is just their offense you know just shooting wise too uh defense it's up and down and miami it's kind of like miami to me i mean they they got some shooters but they also got some rebounders and some ones that can drive to the paint too as well and finish so it's kind of like a mixed bag celtics got some of that too um, but it's, it's like with the heat, they kind of got a little bit of people for, you got to get people for almost every type of situation type of thing. So, um, for my predictions, what I'm seeing from this game here is that I can see the heat coming out of here. They have to, because if they don't win this one, they have to surprise me. And I mean, surprise me to see if they can pull that win off of the Celtics. Now, again, they did it the first two games. But, you know, anything goes down in game seven. <laughs> and technically, the Celtics already beat y'all at home the other day. So, anything goes. My Gs, anything goes. But that game will be at 8.30 tomorrow on TNT. And that pretty much will be just about that. And we'll figure out who's going to go against the Nuggets. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. We shall see. <clears throat> Moving on to MOB. As I'm looking at my mitts, you know what I'm saying? As we, you know, we're doing something here a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know we went against the Cubs as well. I mean, we just disintegrated the Cubs yesterday against them. It was 10-1. to the Cubs beat us the other game. Pretty much kind of beat us two out of the three. But we somehow just, you know, we said, nah, we ain't, we ain't going out like that. So, um, so that's what happened there as well. So, I know I know today we're going against the Rockies. So, we'll see how that works with there, um, hopefully. And that's just going over to the Rockies. That game will start at 840. So, right now we are second seeded. We were third last time that we spoke, and that was with the Marlins being above us. But... Technically, they're only a game behind us, to be honest with you, because we're 26 and 25. They are 25 and 26. So we're back in the positives right now. And there's the Braves. That's 31 and 19 in our conference. But, you know, things can change, right? It's not how you start by G's. It's how you finish. It's always how I say it. And I got hopes for my Mets. You know what I'm saying? Anything goes. NL Central, you get the Brewers that's still on top. With the Pirates not too far from behind them. And then you got the Cardinals as 23 and 29. Cubs 22, 28. And the Reds 22 and 29. And on West, you got the Dodgers as leading right now. 
Diamondbacks, a couple games behind them, which is 29-21. Giants at 25 even. And you got Padres, that's 23-27. And the Rockies, they are dead last. So they are 22-29. So there's that situation. Then you got the American League, which, again, I give it to the um, Amer- uh, AL East. Again, everybody's above 500. Braves are still 37-15. The Orioles are still surprising me still with 33-17 and 17 above the Yankees. Who are 30 and 25 with the Red Sox 26-24 and the Blue Jays 26-25. Even though they're dead last, they're still above 500. How about that? AL Central Twins 26-24. Da, the Tigers actually. The Tigers are 23-25 and uh, Guardians 21-28. White Sox 21-31 and the Royals are 15 and 36. The Rangers are 31-18, leading the AL West, as the Astros are a couple games behind them, which is 28-21. Angels are 28-23. Mariners are 26-24. And Athletics, yet again, Deleas, 10-42. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how it's shaping up to be right now. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah. That's that's kind of how we're going off right now with this with this dynamic right now. But I got faith in my Mets as always. So we shall see, ladies and gentlemen. But as always, it was always great talking with y'all. Thank you guys for listening into the podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoy your three day weekend. Hopefully, you guys spend some time with your family, friends, loved ones, whomever. You know what I'm saying? Eat some hot dogs, eat some hamburgers, grill whatever comes to mind as long as it's edible (laughs) and um yeah you guys enjoy yourselves out there and stay safe and i'll talk to you guys next time later